0: The big C is an expression that is sure to instil fear in all of us. Of course, it refers to cancer, but how do we go about preventing cancers of all types? How easy is it, and why do some people get cancer and others don't? To tell us more is Dr Helen Croker from the World Cancer Research Fund, and she joins me on the line now. Good evening, Dr Croker. Good evening.
1: Hi. Thank Great you. Great to be here.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening. Um, tell me about the world cancer research fund then that's not something i'm overly familiar with if i'm perfectly honest with you
1: no thank you and really we're we're, you know we're trying to um you know raise more awareness about prevention as you say the the world cancer research fund is a charity which specifically focuses on researching how diet weight physical activity affects your risk of developing and also surviving cancer And I mean, over the years, we've mainly focused on prevention and obviously treating cancer um, is really important. Being able to detect it early is important, but we really mustn't forget that around 40% of cancers are preventable and research really doesn't focus on this enough. And I mean, in fact, shockingly, only five and a half percent of research spending on cancer actually goes to prevention prevention. And we're trying to address this balance. I mean, at the end of the day, it's much better to avoid the cancer wherever that's possible.
0: So, where does the other ninety-five percent of that money go to?
1: So, most of the research spending goes on developing treatments for cancer, and also for you know developing screening um, approaches. So, all of those more medical. Um, Uh, researches are are really important Um, and we're not saying that that shouldn't happen but we also want to see more being done on the prevention side as well.
0: I think for anybody who is experiencing cancer at the moment I think it's important that we point out that not every cancer is a death sentence and I hate to use that phrase because it is quite barbaric but it, it you know with the advances in technology and medical science that we have in, in this day and age i know prevention is better than cure and we're going to come on to that in a second um but i think we've moved a long way in our research and development over the last as you say sort of 20 30 years and i'm convinced that if my mum she died from cancer if she was still around today uh, and being diagnosed i think she would have a heightened change chance of survival
1: yeah, I, I'm sorry to, um, you know, to hear about your mum. And Thank absolutely, the, the the science has come on, like, tremendously. It, it's actually incredible what, what is able to be done nowadays. And for many different cancers, we've got really good treatments And if they're detected early, um, you know, people can go on to live for many, many years. So um, we've made tremendous strides. Not for all cancers, you know, it, it does vary. Um, but what this means is that we've got, more and more people living much longer after a cancer diagnosis, but that means that what they're doing, their diet, physical activity, become really important um, because having a cancer and the treatments around cancer can actually increase your risk of developing other chronic diseases as well as having super cancer. So what we do after a diagnosis in the long term can have a really big impact also on our long-term health so there's lots of different things to kind of think about um, when we're thinking about, you know, health and cancer prevention and survivorship.
0: Tell me about the research that that you've been involved with and what you've learned from it.
1: Yeah, so we um, we we have a number of grant programs, so we fund a lot of research specifically in these areas around diet, physical activity, body weight, cancer risk, and survival, and we also have a. Um, our flagship research programme, which is called the Global Cancer Update Programme, where we have an ongoing analysis looking at studies from all across the world around um, uh, factors which um, can increase the risk or reduce the risk of developing cancer. So across many years, we've put together all of these studies and really tried to figure out exactly what they're telling us. And unless you look at all of the data, you don't get the full picture. And often this leads to really confusing, conflicting messages to the public where we see reported that every week there's new food that could be good for you or bad for you in terms of cancer risk. And we don't think that's very helpful. So through this large analysis of putting all of the studies together, and then we have an independent panel of experts who judge that evidence and really try and say, what do we actually know what can we say confidently? So at the end of this process that's taken, you know, we've been looking at data across decades, and um, we have a set of 10 cancer prevention recommendations, which are really, really firmly rooted in science, and we're really confident in, and we're confident that, you know, these, these are things that are not kind of sad, they're not going to change, um, and that forms the basis of the science and policy work that we do and Globally, by many different scientists, policy makers. So this is one thing that we've been doing to really try and kind of move this field on, um, and really come up with something that you know that people can use and that can be confident in.
0: Can you walk me through those um, ten steps, then?
1: On face of it, they are quite um, common sense. So one of the, I mean, one of the biggest um, uh, risk factors behind kind of smoking um, is actually your body weight. So being a healthy body weight over life will um, help you prevent um, or reduce the risk of at least 30 different cancers so that's one thing. It's not necessarily an easy thing for people to do, especially in the environment that we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. um, in these modern times. But that that's one thing that we've got extremely strong evidence for. Other recommendations are you know, being physically active. That, again, can reduce the risk of a number of cancers. And then there's lots of things that people can do in terms of their diet. So, for example, eating plenty of whole grains and vegetables and fruits and beans. Um, limiting the consumption of fast food and things high in fats and sugars, and limiting red meat, avoiding, as far as possible, processed meat, um, limiting alcohol consumption. So those those sorts of things, the more of those people can do, the more chance you've got of reducing your risk. doesn't mean that you can avoid it completely. <laughs> um, no. You know, we can't completely avoid cancer it's not possible but what we can do is
0: reduce the risk as far as you know we're able to my dad always used to say and i've said this on the program before he had he had a theory he's long long past as well but he used to say that everybody has cancer in them it depends if we do something within our lifestyle that triggers it is that fair
1: I mean, that's a really good point, and I, I think what your what your dad is referring to there is that that kind of um, uh, interaction between our genes, so uh, the, the like our you know, our kind of risk that we're born with, and how that interacts with the environment. So quite a lot of boost in that. There are other factors, and one of the major risk factors for cancer is ageing. So, as our body cells become older, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, there is nothing that anyone can do to reverse um, their age as much as um, you know some people might try. So, there are many different risk factors, but I think there's certainly something to be said about interaction between you know our our genetics and also the environment coming together.
0: Tell me then about uh, Cancer Prevention Action Week. Uh, when does this begin and what is it part of cancer? Is it focusing on apart from I suppose there's a clue in the title?
1: Yeah, no, thanks for um, asking about it. So this um, Cancer Prevention Action Week is an annual event that we, where we're where we raising awareness of um, cancer and prevention and really trying to encourage people to take some action and given that we know how many cancers are preventable. So it begins this year on the 19th of February, and it runs across that week. And for this theme, sorry, this year's theme, is all about moving more. So we're focusing on part. We know that it's good for health generally, but it, we also know it can reduce the risk of several different cancers, so including breast cancer, um, colon cancer, endometrial cancers. And one of the the things we're trying to encourage in this year's campaign is really um, trying to actually just increase small amounts of physical activity. And there's some really increasing new research that is showing that very small amounts of physical activity, even in the order of three and a half minutes a day, but of vigorous activity, can actually reduce cancer risk compared to doing no vigorous activity. So, you know, we know that lots of people find it difficult to fit into physical activity, have busy lives and all sorts going on. We also know that not everyone is keen on doing exercise, might not fancy going for a run or going to the gym. So we're really trying to encourage people to find kind of spare moments in their day that they can just fit in really short bursts of activity. Um, And through this, improving their health, becoming a bit more confident about being physically active, perhaps lead to, you know, increasing it even more. Um, You know, the more you can do, the better. But even, you know, doing these small things can um, really make a difference to health. So to give you some examples of what I'm I'm talking about, it might be, you know, for people who are, um, you know, scrolling on their phone, doing something, um, you know, do a few squats just becoming moving um, and perhaps in the kitchen you could dance your favourite song I like to embarrass my children by dancing to a 90s dance music you know whilst and trying to just build in that little bit of physical activity um so it's that kind of just something small and using that perhaps as a you know an encouragement to, to do more
0: i like the idea of dancing in the kitchen and, and i'll freely admit to you don't tell anybody i told you this but i can morris dance and i've been learning some morris moves lately for something um so that's quite physical and, and sure. i do that do that in the kitchen when i've got the music going and uh, thankfully as i'm not overlooked it's all right but uh, boy it doesn't half take it out of you particularly when you're unfit but as you say small signature things like that make all the difference
1: exactly that and that as I say that's that's really
0: the focus it's not just about signature moves isn't it it, it, it cancer prevention is about diet it's about lifestyle in general um and i mean according to the world health organization between 30 and 50 percent of all cancer cases are preventable which is kind of what you were saying at the beginning how good are we in the uk at preventing cancer and how does this get monitored because Um, you know as you say that there's certain things that we can do but i think sometimes you know is it the luck of the draw
1: well i mean it it, it's it's partly um partly out of our control so there is you know if you want to call it luck there is a certain amount that we can't control and i mean in terms of the uk we're not doing that great um at prevention and you know cancer deaths are um you know, predicted to, to rise over um, coming years. Part of this is because of the ageing population. You know, as people get older, we know age is a major risk factor for cancer, so you're bound to have more cancer cases. But there are other things also contributing to that. So the fact that, um, you know, we have such an unhealthy environment nowadays in terms of eating and in terms of being physically active, and those things, also contribute to our risk of cancer. So the combination of those things kind of add up and mean that you'll have more cases going forward. So, you know, really it's more important than ever before that people understand what the risk factors might be, but also also understand that the responsibility for following a healthy lifestyle isn't solely on individual's there's so much more that governments can do to help prevent cancer at a societal level. So, What you would know, you like w- to see them do? Well, I mean, we do um, a lot... Through our policy work, we do a lot of lobbying work where we're trying to encourage governments in the UK and internationally to introduce policies that will improve people's lives by helping to make healthier choices the easy choices. So, for example... Um, In the food arena, things like the sugar tax, restricting um, junk food advertising for children, those sorts of things can help make the the healthy choice the, the sort of behavior that is automatic rather than people having to kind of fight against the environment they find themselves in to eat well so it's those sorts of things and then lots of physical activity policies as well to try and just make it easier for people you know safe spaces outside safe cycle lanes all of those sorts of things can kind of add up and make it just make it easier for people
0: now the world cancer research fund your organization you're a charity so how do you go about raising your funds for your work
1: So nearly all of our um, income comes from public um, donations. So it might be donations um, through different events. So, for example, the London Marathon, we have um, support from some um, corporates or um, gifts left to World Cancer Research Fund by supporters in their wills, those sorts of things. And it's very often people that, you know, they see the value in, you know the prevention side of it and well you know want to support that aspect specifically of um of research
0: and when the, the word cancer is mentioned to people do we sit up and take notice or do we just sort of dodge it and and you know run in the opposite direction
1: yeah that's a great question um i think in short we do both um, people react in different ways and might react in different ways at different times of their life, depending on other things that are going on. I and mean, as you've already said, I mean, cancer is such an emotive issue and affects so many different people. You know, one, of, one in two people affected over their lifetime. Um, and it can make it really fearful and, and frightening. But I think in terms of, you know, where we're coming from is to try and have a positive focus you know, in that there are things that people can do to reduce their risk um, and the sorts of things we've, you know, we've talked about in this um, uh, conversation. So I think, you know, it's frightening, but there is there are really positive steps that people can take to make a real difference.
0: And, um, you know... Th- individuals are not alone because there's a lot of people as you've already alluded to in the same boat unfortunately but but that that's the fact of life and i think it's important that people don't necessarily listen to each other's stories because each case um is is unique isn't it really each individual's case rather
1: yeah i mean it's interesting that you know often people um you know there is a lot to be learned from other people and particularly people going through difficult times, it can be supportive to you know talk to people in a you know similar situation. But equally, as you say, everyone's case is different. Um, so what's kind of worked for one person in terms of you know making I don't know some changes to diet or your particular treatment is you know probably not the same as somebody else. So I think it's it's kind of being cautious learning what we can from others but you know doing it with you know proper support from people who really kind of know your situation
0: what effect um has his majesty king charles um diagnosis and treatment had on the work that you that you do or you think it will have an effect on
1: yeah i mean obviously our thoughts are with um him and the um, royal family at this um time but it's actually had a really positive effect on um you know for, for many people he's really kind of raised the issue and done it in a way that perhaps the royal family haven't been so open in the past which is really interesting so people have been much more aware and i think you know the encouragement to check symptoms and get any symptoms or concerns checked with your doctor could have a really major positive effect on um, you know the whole population so that's really positive in terms of I guess of the prevention specifically, I think um, th- all of this is just raising it as more of an issue and allowing people to kind of talk about something that's traditionally quite a hard thing to talk about so I think just generally it will make this an issue that you know people can have conversations about and so we hope that that will you know include the prevention side of it and really, you know, raise
0: those issues. I think people, as you say, you know, you you notice a lump or you feel something isn't quite right and people think, oh, it'll go away, it'll be fine. But for that peace of mind, as you just said, it's important to get that checked. Um, I'm at risk of esophageal cancer because I've got what's called Barrett's esophagus and I was having mm-hmm. a bit of a, a challenging time with, uh, with a persistent sort of croak in my throat last year and I, mm. you know, I sat there and I thought hmm, I don't know what to do about this. And then I thought, no, I have a word with myself. And um, I spoke to my doctor, and uh, I had a same-day appointment. Um, And I spoke to my doctor, and within a week, I was in Kidderminster Hospital being investigated um, and thankfully, it was all negative, but that was the kind of service I received from the NHS. Uh, and I'm just, you know, just like anybody else. Um, and it put my mind at rest, but it also demonstrated that there wasn't anything there. And of course, prevention is always better than cure, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And, um, you, you know, you completely did, did the right thing. It, it can be very easy to ignore at signs, particularly when people are very busy. Either you know, they, they can kind of push it to the back of their mind, or they can be, too, you know, scared about going and talking to a doctor for fear of what might be found. So, you know, there's different things that put people off um, seeking help. Um, so I guess it's just encouraging people to do exactly what you did, you know, either to find something early that can be treated more effectively or to put your mind at risk, I'm um, sorry, at rest. Because mostly, you know, people, it won't be cancer, but sometimes it will. So either way, it's much better to get it checked out.
0: That's right. Early intervention is key. Where can we go to find out more information about cancer prevention and the work that your organisation does?
1: Yeah, so um, in terms of the Cancer Prevention Action Week, we'd really encourage people to, um, if you just search online for Cancer Prevention Action Week, 2024 then a whole load of information on there and more stuff will be coming up on the website throughout the campaign or you can just look at world cancer research fund online so either of those two will get you in and um, there's a whole wealth of information that we'd encourage your listeners to go and have a look at
0: dr helen croker from the world cancer research fund thank you very much for talking to friday night live That is your lot for this episode. You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 6pm. o'clock And if you like our podcast, please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by me, Clive Payne, and produced by Andy Caddick.